Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, this is Anupa Mystery, and you're listening to Burnout, short conversations about creative sustainability with working artists. I want you to meet Jasmine Burke. She is the fearless leader of Weaves, a four-piece rock band from Toronto. I haven't known Jasmine for long, but in my imagination, she's always been true to her musical and stage persona, a freewheeling spirit with an aching croon to match. So imagine my surprise when she showed up to our recording session before me queen of punctuality. (laughs) We have some other things in common. We have many things in common, actually. We both went to journalism school. We were both high-achieving kids. We love snacks, and we have both grappled with our practical and creative sides. 2018 was a pretty good year for Weaves, but after coming home from tour, Jasmine packed up to Hamilton, a smaller city about an hour outside of Toronto, and she started posting a lot of wholesome stuff on Instagram about yoga and making a cozy home. I knew we'd have a lot to talk about. I remember the first Weaves album, we did like a release show at the Horseshoe mm. and all my family came. It was like 50 of my family members. Cute. No one knew I was a musician and then, or they knew I played guitar and then they came to the Horseshoe and it was sold out. So it's like 700 people or something. And all my family were like so confused. They're like, she didn't talk when she was like, I was very shy. Mm. I don't understand. Who is this Jasmine like <laughs> on stage rolling around? My name is Jasmine Burke, and I sing in the band Weaves. One thing I want to do also is dedicate this episode to the other Jay Burke. The other Jay Burke. <laughs> when I emailed you. Oh, yes. This is the best. I emailed Jasmine. <laughs> yes. And I just got one thing. Like, you have a seven. Yeah, it, I have a seven in there. But I put the seven in the wrong place. Mm-hmm. And I got an email back from a man who was like, <laughs> This is really weird because you're looking for Jasmine, but also I really like Weaves and I was really into their song Walk Away from a couple years ago. I'm going to check out your podcast. I hope you don't mind. And I was like, oh, cool. It's so and I weird. Hope you're listening. I think it was James Burke. Hey, James Burke. This one goes out to you. Yeah. J J J J Burke, Burke, Burke. Um, so you're in a band uh, called Weaves. Yes, yes. You've got two records out, a third one on, on the, the way, on the way, which yes. is very exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, your last record, Wide Open, was long or shortlisted for the Polaris, mm. and the first record was longlisted, shortlisted. Two sh- years, yeah. We went to the award show two years in a row. We have real celebrities oh on gosh. this podcast. It wasn't this. Did you know <laughs> nominations in a row too? It's a little bit out of my element. I'm trying to get more comfortable with, like, the CanCon. Yeah. You know? Do you feel comfortable talking about that? Because I feel like um, I can tell. I really think the last year, like, I kind of, yeah, I got kind of, um, I got some confidence and thought, like, no, I'm going to be here and, you know, be the strange, like, whatever fixture. Would you say you glowed up? I glowed up. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm dancing. They can't see it. I think from the first year of sort of doing awards and everything, I was a little, like, I was pretty nervous. But this year, I felt like, nah, screw it. It's a it's a nice accomplishment, and mm-hmm. hopefully, it teaches kids or shows people that they can, um, I don't know, do anything they want to do. Because like, it's not like I came from the music industry. They're like, you know, my parents are just regular folk, and mm-hmm. nobody's necessarily like artistic in my family so it was like a very me too yeah this is like a been a big source of insecurity for Mm. me actually and yeah you know that's the thing when when you have jobs that are almost like bubble jobs you know they're in the they're sort of these dreams and your Mm. parents are practical people Mm -hmm. they cannot put the two and two together like my parents remember they sat me down when I was maybe 23 or 24 they were like, we get you like this music thing. And at that point, I I, I have a degree um, from journalism and like... Um, <gasps> <laughs> what? <Yeah. laughs> Started off in journalism. You're one of our people. Yes, Me yes, and yes. Nikki. That's why I love it. Did you go to J school, Nikki? <laughs> I did not go oh, to J school. Oh, okay. I got kicked out of J school. No. Yeah. Which one? Carlton. Oh. The nation's best. <laughs> right? Carlton. Which one did you go to? I went to Ryerson. Oh, yeah. I got waitlisted for Ryerson. <laughs> I went to Humber College. Because yeah. um, our parents were like, you're not doing anything without that education. Yeah, yeah. They were just like, you, you must get a degree. But you know what? I will say, like, the discipline of school, like, even though, you know, maybe we didn't follow the exact path, I mm-hmm. feel like being able to work quickly mm-hmm. and, like, I for me with Weaves, like, I write all the lyrics within like five minutes of the song happening because I just get bored and like I think that's a discipline from journalism school maybe Mm. actually you know what I want to hear the end of that story what did your parents say to you when they sat you down oh yeah you know I'm a bit dramatic too and uh like I'm an Aquarius Pisces so I get emotional and you know they said okay we understand you enjoy this music thing but you've got to decide what you want to do like you either go for it full throttle because they also believe in like, you know, I've always had a strong work ethic. So it was kind of like, you either go for it or you need to get a job because like, you know, at this point I'd been quite poor, mm. you know, I, th- I was, I don't know, I lost a lot of weight in my 20s because it's like, you know, you don't have a lot of food. You're mm-hmm. just like trying to get by. And I think they were, they were a little worried because mm-hmm. I think like also I was sort of afraid of like communicating with them you know I didn't know how to explain that it was like what I felt I needed to do in my heart and it makes me happy and I think like that's the number one thing our parents probably want for us is to be happy right yeah they just don't like get it all the time or they kind (laughs) of need you to like pay off your student loan before they'll like (laughs) them like okay I paid off my student loan and my parents were like okay she's all right yeah were they excited like when you went to New York uh uh, my parents, like, really are not invested in me in that. <laughs> they just let you They go. have, like, a sense of detachment. My dad yeah. can be a little bit emotional, and he was like, I'm going to miss you. Yeah. My mom was like, okay. I felt the same. My mom had me at, you know, she was 22 years old. Oh, wow. So the same sort of thing where she always really encouraged me to work and get and be stable on my own without depending on anybody Make sure you have your own funds and like you're not depending on anybody for your mm. for your money or your you know like happiness. So not super. Uh, we don't have affectionate moms. <laughs> wow. We should hug. 
We t- across the table. Mm-hmm. Um, so, oh, we have so many things in common. Know, look at this. Now I feel like I understand like your headspace going to school, but being like you want to do this other thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but like what I know of like kind of Weave's origin story is that you were kind of like gigging around town, mm-hmm. working at like was it Saving Grace or something like that? I was I at Le Gourmand down the street. And oh my god, the fucking chocolate yeah. chip walnut oh, cookie. Yeah. Oh yeah. Friggin' this cookie. I swear, Best cookie in Toronto. And, like, to this day... Okay, so I worked there maybe... I quit, like, let's say seven years ago. And people still come up to me like, Excuse me, you're from Le Gourmand. Whoa! And I'm like, fuck, That home. cookie is like a... Have you had that? Oh, my God, I love that cookie. Oh, it's so good, eh? I feel like a lot of people like it, but don't talk about it. And I'm, like, happy with that. It's, like, kind of like an underrated... Like, it yeah. doesn't have the blog T.O. line outside. Well, it did years ago. Oh, did it? At that time, it was kind of before, like, cafe culture took over Toronto. Mm-hmm. So there was one at Young and Bluer. Okay. And there'd always be sort of, like, these affluent people that were like, I'm so happy that we finally have espresso in the city. Um, Listen, we'll do anything for a free <laughs> lifetime we, supply of If you come with me, we can get free cookies. They love me. Oh for li- I'm a lifetime... Yeah. If I asked for a job, I'd probably be like, come on, back, Jazz. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I look to my elders, I look to women and others who feel our common pain. Our common pain. I think because I was like so wound up in school and like, uh, you know, like in high school, I needed to have like a 98% average. I was very like, wow, intense. That once I started playing music, I was like, oh, there's like this rebel girl who's like, fuck being perfect. I hate the question of like, how, how did you get the confidence? But yeah. as someone who I'm realizing now is pretty risk averse, actually, <laughs> yes. that seems scary to me. I know it was like this wild thing because I always felt like I had two personalities. So what, you know, like I started coming downtown when I was maybe like 15 and stuff. And uh, like my economics teacher was like, you need to go to Queen West past like west of Bathurst is where it's really gritty and cool. So I started coming downtown when I was really young and like I I sort of identified with like alternative like weirdo kid and mm-hmm. I would go on, like, message boards. Like, do you remember Still Post or whatever it was called? A lot of people I know were on it, but, like, I was not. We weren't on I it. was on other. I was, like, on more hip-hop message yeah, yeah, boards. Yeah. But, yeah. Cool, we weren't on the same message yeah. boards, but we're here now. <laughs> and, yeah, I started messaging, like, I would message promoters and ask them if I could get in underage. Like, I would say, um, I could bring in gear if you'd like, or, like, you know, could I come really early and, and just see the bands? Because at that time, Toronto... It was already like a music city, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, so I kind of always had this like little urge to make music, but also, yeah, this people pleasing side that was like, I'll get an education. Mm. And then I I started a band with my best friends. It was like four of us. We were called Hot Monogamy. And Amazing. it was like an all girl band. And then I started a band called Rat Tail. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like, I think where I really started like to come into my own as like a songwriter and it was like kind of punk and I'd be like rolling around on the ground and, and I'd always written since I was like fifth, my parents got me a guitar from Costco when I was like 15. Amazing. (laughs) The first time I performed for friends, they like all started crying and I was like a little bit like, I don't know what's going on here. But then I thought, well, if like people feel emotional when I'm singing and I, you know, these were like my first 
songs, Mm -hmm. I thought, well, maybe there's something to this. And to be honest, like after Rat Tail ended, I I didn't think the funny thing. See, this is the universe, eh? I didn't think I was going to be in a band after Rat Tail. Like I was actually finished. I was like, you know what? I'm tired of making music. It's a really hard industry to break into. Like Mm -hmm. I'd had agents come see me and always be like, there, she's not what we're looking for and I actually felt quite like I don't know what I'm doing here like it's going to be a long road if I if I do this mm-hmm. and... Hey it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to Quince I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters sleek leather jackets fine jewelry and so much more with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Then, so I took like a year off from making music. Would you say you were burnt out? I was burnt out. I was about 26 and I was burnt out. <laughs> and so about a year later, I just started, um, I had two shows and I br- I had a guitar and like a looper mm-hmm. and I just went wild and like would yell and scream into my guitar and like do these and like loop. I don't even know. <laughs> it was a bit crazy. But then the second one I did, yeah, Morgan was there mm-hmm. and then he was like, oh, we should start a band. And I was very hesitant because I was kind of, yeah, I was like retired at 26. At 26, I was like, I can't do this anymore. I think it was like there was a lot of like partying and like, mm. you know, I was seeing one of the guys in the band and there was all this drama and, you know, you're young and it's yeah. like emotional. And sometimes it's hard because, you know, especially as the singer or in my case, like I write all the lyrics and that. So sometimes it's really hard to not affiliate what people say as like a personal attack on mm-hmm. you. So you have to really like disassociate from the music almost when you're done. What I'm interested in is, and I don't want to overprescribe the dynamic of you kind of being the leader of a group of three white men, mm-hmm. um, but are you conscientious of that dynamic and like how it works internally, but also how it's perceived externally too? Yeah, I think that I'm aware. That's why I do like to say, you know, that, I feel like they come from my heart, these songs, and that, like, they do start with me alone in a room. And I think it takes, like, a strong man to also be able to, like, say, yeah, she works on these by herself, and then we bring it to light. And I don't try and shy away from it anymore because, yeah, often when I'll play festivals, like, as a woman of color, pretty much, like, there won't be any other woman of color at a rock show in mm-hmm. particular. Mm-hmm people assume like even with me like people assume they'll come if they come up to me they're like are you in an r&b band a group right. or something like my whole thing right now is even i think it's so cool and there's girls who come to, up to me at our shows and you know they're just they want to play guitar or mm-hmm. you know and it's just that when it, you never see it you don't think oh i can play guitar i can pick up bass a black woman would probably shred way more than a fucking dude mm-hmm. who's seen all dudes through the history of time mm-hmm. shred mm-hmm. i want to see more shredders that are not just the same human and they have different emotions that they can use instruments in a different way i've always been interested in lots of different kinds of music and i find that so much advocacy tends to come from 
well, from black and brown people in particular, Mm -hmm. I should be candid, um, that's more focused to R&B and hip hop. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, so like, what about Jasmine? Mm -hmm. What about Coldspec? Mm -hmm. What about like all of these like electronic people who Mm -hmm. are like doing such good work? Mm -hmm. But I'm like, oh, they're like out there with all the white people. Like Mm -hmm. they need us too, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. I'm going to be honest. I pretty much play to a lot of white people all the time. Yeah. And, but it is different. Like I will say, if you if people come to one of our shows, you see how there's people of color there because mm-hmm. you know what they see me and they think, oh, I identify with her, therefore like I can feel it. Like you know, we we opened for Mitski on one of her tours. Oh, cool. She's so cool and like she's playing in you know kind of a rock band. Like mm-hmm. it's a band, mm-hmm. and yet her audience is so like I kind of hate the word diverse but it's like yeah. you know it is like because people feel comfortable to come to the shows really Weaves is a pop band like it's not even like a rock band it's pop music yeah it is interesting like the guitars still really trip people up I think yeah. in this div- divide of like that that's white people music yeah yeah well I do think it's gonna change though like there's oh I forget her name she's like a shredder on Instagram um well Maldivisa I love and uh there's this like R&B pop star named Summer Walker uh-huh. and she's like a darker skinned black woman uh-huh. and like has a bunch of t- like she seems like a cool yeah. chick and yeah. like her songs are really interesting but yeah. it also seems like they're really trying to push her in the like mm. pop star lane. Mm. Well, oh, it's like um do you know her? Mhm. Like she shreds on guitar. She does? Oh yeah. People get confused by me sometimes. They're like, what is going on? There's like a black girl rolling on it. She's playing guitar. I don't know what's happening. And I'm just like, it's punk rock, man. And I can do that if I want. I don't know. Sometimes I have these really emotional experiences on the road because girls do come up to me and they're just like, I didn't think I could do it. And then like, I see you on stage and I feel like I can, you know, and that's the ripple effect of hopefully changing society slowly, but surely. I'm just a nomad on the land. Yes, yes. Why did you move to Hamilton? Oh, 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 Hamilton. Um, I moved to Hamilton because a, I was a little tired of Toronto. I'd lived downtown for about like ten years, and I just felt like I got what I needed from it. And the city's changed so much. And not that I like what Toronto is now, but I think I like a little bit of a gritty, yeah, experience. Yeah. And for me, like, I don't know, as a writer, like I just. I like to be amongst kind of real people. Mm -hmm. And I was just feeling a little bit like, I don't know what's happening to my city. Like, I don't know. I'm sensitive. It's like I would see a corner and be like, that used to be a music venue and now it's gone. Yeah. (laughs) Which is like getting older, you know, but. Are you working full time or are you in Hamilton and you can just kind of chill and do your thing? I'm chilling out and making music, which is nice. In a way, when your career is like starting to get bigger, it like. I've heard people say this, but it's, like, it highlights, like, all those things you thought, like, being popular would would fix. Mm. It does not fix them. Mm. And you just, like, all those issues you had as, like, a child, you're like, actually, uh, I always thought if I had enough money to survive and, like, you know, was getting nominated, I would feel good. But it doesn't fulfill that inner mm-hmm. 
spirit. Weaves had put out two albums two years in a row. Mm-hmm. And we were essentially on the road like that entire time. It was a little bit too much for my soul. <laughs> so then I don't know, in the summer, I just felt like, you know what? It's not that far. Mm-hmm. It's like a 45 minute bus ride. That's how I know you're really real, because you were like, I got to take the go bus, so it can't be late. And I was like, this is my person. She's not a, you know, I know how to drive, but I'm not owning a car. No. But I do want a car. I'm not going to lie. I yeah, want a Kia sure. Soul. I already know what I want. I'm manifesting it. I just, like, don't want a car payment. I don't want to pay for insurance, and I don't want to pay for gas. I'm too cheap. Like, that's actually You can't really have that awesome. mindset, first of all, because if you're going to be the number one podcaster in Canada... We have to think big. At this point, I'm, like, a little bit annoying about it, and I it's, like, virtue signaling for me that mm. I don't own a car, because I'm, like, we have to use public transportation, yeah. even as I said, I don't pay for the yeah, and you, yeah, you don't pay for the You took an Uber here. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? I didn't want to be late. <laughs> society lady <laughs> doesn't, doesn't go out in society. I was following my instincts the last summer and I was like, I just don't feel there's something about trying. I don't feel right here. And, you know, yeah, my parents live in Hamilton and I just felt like, I don't know, it'd be wild if I move. What about if I just moved? And so it was kind of crazy. And then I started randomly getting checks yeah. and I was all freaked out a little bit because I was like, okay, universe, you really wanted me <laughs> to get the fuck out of Toronto. <laughs> like it was time. Yeah. Everyone says hello to each other. Yeah. And I just felt like a little bit more relaxed when I went there. Yeah. I live right by the water. Oh, that's nice. So I go to the water. Like in the summer, I was going to the water every day, hugging trees. Mm. And I feel like I'm like becoming more of an earthy. Oh my God. Like we had chilled the out. same like <laughs> arc in the last year. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So you also found a yoga studio in yes. Hamilton. I found two. I don't even remember what you said, but you posted this one thing and you were just like, oh, I just had the best class. Oh, and yeah. I was like, I talk about this all the time with my friends and they're like, shut up. Every class is the best class. <laughs> but I'm like, but my hips are just so... Like open. Yeah. It's good for sex too. Because like, I feel like I'm like, uh-uh, nothing's gonna bother me. <laughs> um, but yeah, yoga is like an... I find like, especially touring, I, I really needed something that would like ground me and... I hadn't done yoga in a few years and I just felt like I need to, I need to figure out who I am again. Cause you get, you know, it's hard. You get a little lost in touring because you're living this life of like, you know, people want photographs with you and you're like on stage and everyone's cheering for you. And then yeah. you come home and you're like, oh my God, it's just me with my soul. And like, how am I feeling? Let's be vulnerable. So like, <laughs> I don't know my biological father Mm -hmm. and my mom's white Mm -hmm. and my father who raised me is white and so like a lot of touring and stuff it's been intense because like people are always asking me about being a woman of color and like you know all of my family is white and so it's like my experience is like kind of like loner black woman in my family you know it just like all came to a head um and I was just feeling like kind of like a almost like a fraud in a way like especially when yeah you know we were saying like we have to be the advocate for yeah. all diversity and people don't know really your personal background so they're asking you all these questions mm. when we all have different experiences I'm also a mixed person so sometimes I'd have guilt because I'm like I'm like a light-skinned person I'm like palpable for some people your band is three white guys three white guys yeah. like you also need to have more women of color you need to have darker skinned women mm. like so I think I was feeling like all of these things. It's pretty much all like white people that are mm-hmm. running a lot of this stuff. So it's like, 
you know, you can, I was feeling really isolated in it all. And, you know, my band has always been really supportive of what I'm going through. And so, yeah, I don't know, like this summer, I just like faced it all. And like, you know, I even expressed it to my parents and said, like, it's really difficult for me sometimes with like (laughs) people asking me questions. And like, it's always been sort of a taboo thing, even in our family. I just felt this weight lift and I, yeah, I moved to Hamilton and I was like, I'm going to get back into yoga and like, you know, start researching myself more and like coming into who I am too, because I think like, I've always sort of been afraid. Yeah. Like, am I black enough or do I have to like, even with psychotherapy, like I'm really into it now because I am realizing, yeah, there is like a shame or a guilt that like we might have deep down in us that I'm not good enough or like, you know, I never like as a kid, I wasn't like super comfortable with my face. And I was like, I don't know, because my parents, you know, everybody's white. So I'm like, I don't know, like I have big lips, I have a big nose, like I have different facial features from them. And like, what does that mean for me? Or like, that's why I think therapy is like a really good way to sort of start getting into like, how do you feel like what's going on that you're like? I don't deserve like more than this. Right. And I think it's like a lot of women have sort of internalized these things for so many years that we just need to like rip off the layers. Once again, I'd love to know what you think of this series. Should I keep going? Can you help me get funding? I produce this all by myself because I think it's important for artists to be able to talk about their work in all contexts, including outside of the promotional cycle. For more, check out the newsletter that I write every couple of weeks. It's called Burnout as well. And you can find that at anupa.substack.com. That's A-N-U-P-A dot substack.com. And special thanks to Vocal Fry Studios and Nanaba Duncan. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.